0: Hello and welcome to Trolls of the Two Tum Bridges or T.B. My name is John and I'll be your Percival Silverlight today. Just a heads up, we will be taking a two week hiatus, so you can expect us back on the 22nd of June nothing to be concerned by we are just being quite busy at the moment and unfortunately the podcast does take a bit of time to put together all this said there will be four, yes you heard that correct, four snippets of interesting content coming up over the next couple of weeks so even though the regular episode may not be there you'll at least get something to satiate your trolls hunger over the uh, coming fortnight remember you can keep up to date with all of our goings on on all of the social medias under T-O-T-T-T-B podcast that's T-O-T-T-T-B podcast but in the meantime Adventure Silverlight. Today has felt like it has been going on for some months. We started our day at Wakanga's Villa and eventually made our way to a meeting with another merchant prince, Jesmin. She rewarded us for saving her life the night before. Very nice. We then journeyed to the Colosseum to meet Jobul and Akene again, merchant princes, both, where we discussed the fate of the Order of the Gauntlet. In the evening, we then worked our way to the Temple of Savras, where we witnessed true evil in the form of a vision, possibly of the soulmonger. Our friend Grandfather Zetembe was struck down by an unknown malady that rendered him unconscious. After the shock of this encounter, we made our way to the local tavern, The Painted Rose. Here we met the famous, but not quite as famous as myself of course, Volothab Gadam, of the Guide to Monsters series. We discussed what we saw that night. And now I think all we really want is a nice lay down. The adventure? So I'm assuming uh, we're heading yeah. back towards the giggling squid <coughs> for a nightcap.
1: Yeah. I assume so. As you sort of get up, you find mm-hmm. your legs are not quite as sturdy as they were when you sat down.
2: <laughs> oh, it's been a while.
1: It's yes. It's not. It's not terrible. You're not. You know, bumping off the walls and stuff like that. But there is that level of you stand up and you're like, Ooh, I am tipsy. It's a sudden change in height. You just suddenly, are, oh, okay. Yep, that's that's in me stronger than I thought.
2: I think it's a change in pressure. <laughs> I think there might be a storm coming or something. Um, yes,
1: yes. We're very high up here, beyond sea level. <laughs>
0: the
2: altitude. Yes.
3: <laughs> hey, we're at least six feet above sea level. So <laughs> it's amazing how it makes you feel. Ah, it's terrible, it makes your head go all sorts of
0: ways <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely
2: Siliqui slightly <laughs> kind of laughs to herself and then um, she just walks up to Zippy and links arms with him and goes Come on let's go
1: As you head back <laughs> through the city you can see it's winding down, the sort of night entertainments are coming out there's what appears to be a couple of fire dancers you see some tabaxi minstrels coming out and playing their tunes um, Here and there there is the odd suggestion of more people are sort of looking your way. It's very faint, but you can sort of pick up on it as you go that there's one or two people that are looking at you, some some even like pointing your way and whispering to each other. Um, and if you want, you can make an insight check to see mm. what that might be
4: about. Rana will make an insight check, because Rana doesn't like people pointing at him. Me
3: too. Yeah,
1: can I yeah. do one as well? Yeah, of course. Uh, Rana, you will be making it at disadvantage still, because you're still kind of i'm not very used to the city uh, oh yeah inside. i mean
4: oh, it's it, the disadvantage just find out whether he gets a three or less uh, i mean well, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's not. Uh, was not insight? <laughs> inside yeah, i game? said insight yes
3: yeah, yeah. So. uh it's a 15.
2: i've got 16.
1: 15. 16 okay um, uh rana you've uh, got what five five okay and <laughs> I first, got you got <laughs> 10. yes yeah, so i got the 10 yeah Okay, so Rana and Percival, you're somewhat out of the loop, although Percival, I imagine you're just kind of just assuming, oh, of course, I'm people are starting to recognise the famous Silverlight. Yeah. Um, however, Siliqui and Zibi, you guys hear one or two people saying, are they the ones at the throat that kept like the zombies? Save Jessamine. And you realise that this is the rumour of what you guys did last night, because remember, this has all still been in one day
2: so the queen yeah. then looks at them smiles and does an over the top bow <laughs> to <them>. yeah <laughs> while still holding on to Zippy's arm she does this big Hold a of bow down yep <laughs> Roll
1: um, so uh, so there's uh, a <laughs> a few people seem appreciative the majority do seem to almost just shake their heads and turn around when they, when you do that so you get the you get the impression that a few of them were just like oh no that can't be them they're clearly drunk <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: Whereas there answer. are some
1: others. Yeah. There are some others that, yeah, it, it seems like the story of what you guys have done last night has started to spread through the city. You can, As I say, there's people whispering to each other about it, and clearly, you know, some feature has marked you guys out as potentially the people that were responsible for that particular heroics. It must be my beard.
2: It's quite a magnificent beard, Zippy. I do like, it. and she starts stroking his beard thing. It's very soft and
0: fluffy.
1: Oh, you have to be—you have to be very careful stroking people's beards. Very, very strange things
4: can happen when you do that. The genies <laughs> In a, inadvertently get turned on. I think what happens is if, I think if, you, if you stroke a person's beard, I think I think bad things happen. What was that you said?
1: What was that you said, Toby? You just inadvertently get turned on. Mm. No, the yeah, person that's doing the
4: stroking does. That's what I mean. That's that's why it's dangerous. <laughs> I think people don't realise how attractive beards are until they interact with one and then they're overcome <laughs> and then
1: become socially awkward. I was making that making that comment for uh, Claire's benefit there and she's just come back with just, yeah, you stroke someone's beard you end up in a seven-year relationship with them.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, summer fling.
4: And that's, and that's why you shouldn't stroke a man's beard in a lift based on impulse. Yeah, no. Uh,
1: are you speaking from personal experience there, Toby? Have you stroked a man's beard and just Suddenly married. Yeah, anyway. Yeah.
4: Just no, his own... I mean, I, I, mean, I think lara stroke mine and we got married so i mean it's it's hard ah. when uh, I'm, I'm, magical thing. exaggerating things. it's a good thing to sleep or she'd be hitting me with something
2: uh, so <laughs> <laughs> now she's got to wait at least seven weeks to hear it and then she can hit you it's
1: the cycle of life <laughs> back at back at the plot um the the this uh, this sense of the rumors having been spread only increases as you guys make your way to the east side of town here um, are a lot more of the denizens of the city that were closer to the gate at Melar's throat. And you can see a lot more people are looking towards you and some come up and even, you know, are actually congratulating you guys. Just There are some pats on the back coming, just like nice one with the gates, you know, just, ah, oh, it's like, it's the defenders, the ones that, the ones that defended the throat. Ah, yes. Oh, and, hey, thank you. And this reaches a pitch when you actually reach the giggling squid. Because the giggling squid seems to be the centre of a rousing. What is this? You should consider having sex with what? (laughs) What? What what, what are you sending, Toby? What are you sending?
0: What is
3: this? There is.
4: There is a. That was right in
2: the middle. You ready? It's the epic centre of the giggling squid, and even you should consider having sex. And it was like, what? (laughs) What's happening, in (laughs) game?
4: <laughs> Just because we um, the there is there is a band <laughs> called the Beards. I think it has like six albums, and every single song is about beards. Um, oh, got it right. Uh, and I just thought you, I just thought you'd like to know that that's one of their finest songs. So that's... I thought you might enjoy. that. Okay,
1: I will be. Yeah, I will be watching that. I'll be listening to that this evening. I think. Anyway, sorry, I was going to say uh, this reaches a this reaches a pitch when you reach the giggling squid and find that the giggling squid is the centre of a roaring trade this evening. Once again, it is just packed to bursting, and you eventually manage to squeeze your way in. The barkeep looks up to seize you guys and just goes, There they are! There they are! They're the ones that defended Maylar's throat! Everyone! Just, they're here! It's obvious, after a brief second where suddenly you're just mobbed by people, patting your back, passing you drinks, you realise that the Giggling Squid is hosting a party in your honour. Clearly, the story of your defending them has we passed to the extent... And yeah, as far the extent that the giggling squid has done a roaring trade, claiming to be the place where you guys are staying, and uh, yeah, while everyone seems to be quite inebriated um, at this point, as clearly the party has been going on for a little while, yeah, this is you know some recognition for the uh, for the fight that you guys put up in the throat. Ah, superb. Hey! There are people pouring in at all sides. There are men handing you drinks. You know, there's, there's sycophantic people all over the place. People wanting to, you know, hear more tales to buy you drinks. And uh, perhaps slightly uh, slightly annoyingly, you realise that now you are being literally handed drinks from every quarter. You realise, with the benefit of hindsight, that if you'd gone straight to the Giggling Squid, you probably wouldn't have had to pay anything for all the drinks you wanted to drink. <laughs> Cheap knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just a little peek behind the curtain there. That was (laughs) was what I had planned. Curses! (laughs) But uh, at the same time, I imagine it's quite gratifying. You've got all these people, you know, literally singing, in many cases, literally singing your praises. Rana, you are actually the centre of attention, I don't know, possibly for the first time in your life, for quite a few of the native Cholton girls are coming up to you and clearly quite enamoured with you clearly wanting to spend time on your arm Uh, I'd like to know, how does that make you feel?
4: Pleased, but in a sort of vaguely confused way, I think from Runner's Mm. perspective girls are a sort of a thing that exists in, like because Runner always sort of lived on the edge of the village I think Mm. he views them in a sort of, uh, the same way that like, people view like, flowers that they're not supposed to interact with, you know, so like pretty and to be looked at from afar but Jeremy doesn't have any experience interacting with them directly and most of the experience revolve around sort of viewing mostly from a distance what happened at you know sort of events and gatherings and parties in the village this usually involved uh, okay. uh, taking sort of uh, eating party fruit recreational drugs getting drunk on various homemade spirits and men dancing vigorously to loud music usually around the fire
1: sounds like many a party from my youth um. <laughs> uh, so out of outside
4: of that context uh rana isn't really sure uh, he does not have much personal experience uh so he's not entirely sure how to react um so i think rana would rana would fall back on sort of things he's observed that girls like but bear in mind most of the girls that he, he's, known or viewed or interacted with have been mm-hmm. either girls from the village um, or, somewhat disturbingly, soliloquy because I'm
2: wounded! Because
4: it's the only other point of comparison he has. Um, <laughs> is, is there any music? i assuming there must be a minstrel somewhere doing something.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a tabaxi band in one corner that are playing...
3: <laughs> You're pretty sure you hear
1: something that sounds yeah. you can get you get the sense that perhaps they've had quite a few drinks as well and they perhaps yeah, it's perhaps also, you know, a few minstrels have joined them. So while I say it's a band, it's really just a collection of bards. So they're all just probably they're all just playing their tune and yeah, they're jamming together and
4: they're probably all trying to lead the the band Rana, and it's just yeah. Rana is going to um in an attempt to um Try and make, try and shape what he sees to make it more fit what he understands. Like this should be, if that makes sense, to make kind of make you more comfortable. Yep. He reaches into his bag, um, uh, and he he produces uh two Wooker nuts which he purchased at the market. Oh, I thought he was going to produce Wooker nuts. Um, yeah. He's <laughs> got his
1: nuts out, lads.
4: Um, and he um, obviously he begins to sort of like shake them in time with the music. Um, I and mean, then he passes uh, a Wookanut each to one of the girls uh, who's near him. I and mean, then he sort of motions towards the area in front, uh, in front of the band, and sort of says, "You know, music means dancing, yes."
1: They, they seem a little confused at first, but when you start, uh, you said you started shaking the Wookanuts yeah, to making them light up. Yeah, they, they brighten at that because it's kind of it's quite cool, and some of them, you know, do actually they, they ask, "Can can I play with your Wookanuts?
4: Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, and, this, you know, this, this reminds me of a Halloween back when I was <laughs> younger, out in Croydon on the uh, uh, Women melting
1: at your glow sticks, sparkling nuts. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll have that. Um, uh, assuming, do you give them the wicker nuts, yeah. or do you,
4: do you give them your nuts, yeah, or do you I just will... keep your nuts no, I'll yourself? i I think wicker nuts are cheap, easily available, and plentiful, so I have nice. no problem dispensing nuts. While
2: well, this is going on with Rana and the girls and Siliqui, can she see that? Is, she, is she aware or is she noticed that he's got like, girls around him and they're, um
1: he's being a bit awkward. So the tricky thing is there's a bit of a mad crush around you guys so to my mind you guys are getting separated so I'd like you to make a perception check with Disadvantage to sort of notice what's happened to Rana or any of the others, to be honest. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah,
1: that'd be a, a no,
4: then.
2: That's a natural
4: <laughs> one. <laughs> that, that'd be a no. There's no point rolling another one. Um, but <laughs> Siliqui, Siliqui is aware that she currently exists, but beyond that point, knows
2: nothing. is currently yep. crowd surfing. <laughs> on, on They're back. Go, woo!
1: <laughs> Siliqui, I imagine you... So, it's, uh, yeah, so how... So, sort of moving... Uh, Pastoral, how are you interacting with the crowd? Are you are you? I'm uh, playful, engaging with them. Uh, yeah, or are you, she's yeah? she's
2: playful. She's she's had a few drinks, so she's um, mm-hmm. rather than being super serious. Well, no, she's not like you know blurting absolute bollocks. It's more that she's um, just a bit loose and a, she's not totally on guard and shut down. That she's a bit more. All right, let's let's play.
1: You do notice that you seem to have a crowd of admiring men and boys that are all quite keen to hear what you have to say and to ply you with more drinks, and they, I think more than anything else, are what's distracting you from finding where the rest of your mates went. How do you feel about that? Are you taking the drinks again? You say you're being playful, but when you sort of notice that, yeah, the majority of the people talking to you are male, is there any particular reaction to that, or are you still just kind of like, I'm okay with this?
2: Ah, she's... The majority of her life, she's been surrounded by men more than she has women. So she's fine; like she can handle. She could probably handle men better than she can women, in the sense of she knows how to handle herself, mm. but, you know, in, in yeah. front of men and that kind of thing. They're talking to her, or whatever, you know. And she's like showing them her weapons or you know, stances or you oh, know, you laying think? bits off. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, In she's certain doing circles, some, yes. Yeah. She's doing, you know, she's doing some moves now and again, like you know, she's doing like a kick here, and there. You know. Have you seen
0: show. the moonwalk? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bow,
2: bow and yeah. She's also trying to. She's got that slight awareness where she's still trying to grid like, up right. Well, where is everyone else? With the drinks, she'll she she might take a couple but she's not taking all of them she doesn't Mm -hmm. want to go down a big rabbit hole there she wants to keep herself at the level ideally that she's at she's quite on a happy buzz Mm -hmm. without being completely annihilated
1: given your (laughs) given your background and uh the sort of because i hmm, how much of your background do you want me to discuss just now Cause given the background that we've discussed in the past, I'm tempted to ask you to do a wisdom saving throw for whether or not you can hold off drinking more alcohol. But do you think that would be a reasonable thing to say? Plus, or do you I think, think if it's... she
2: had had a couple more, I think that would be that, that risky turning hmm. point, you know. But I think okay. where she's at, she's not quite there, if that makes sense. That she's there, she's um, it's a bit hmm. like. You know, with, with wine, for example. You know, like wine. Like if you're drinking red wine, you know you get quite fuzzy, but you're a little bit more yeah. loose-tongued, a bit more buzzy, but you're not a lotto. You know. Yeah, not completely um, past
1: it. Yeah. No. Okay. You, I did make you make a couple of con saves earlier, and you did pass one of them. So I one think, of them I passed. Uh, okay, one. Well,
2: the other one I failed miserably. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. Moving around the room. Uh, Zippy. How are you reacting to this? There's this sort of this mad press of people you know wanting to wanting to talk through in much the same way almost like Ekene wanting to know more details about like how did the fight go down how many zombies were there and how are you reacting to all of this? Are you you enjoying the crowd attention? Are you enjoying the drinks? What do you you feel about all of this? Uh,
3: Zibi's going to kind of push his way to a uh, a table in sort of not in the back corner but in the so uh, I imagine that it's it's sort of oblong-ish room with a bar on one side and maybe... Yeah. If you're looking at the room, the bar's on one side. There's yes. a There's a space next to the window between the window and the bar with a table. Yep. That's where Zibby's sitting with his feet up on the table um having drinks brought to him and just repeating the, the story about the fight for anybody who wants to hear. Okay. dokey Hey, there hundreds of the bastards. <laughs> it was... Oh, it was... Uh, it was... Dark, and it was a nasty fight it really was
1: so you have in equal measure a fairly good sort of broad selection you definitely you kind of you look the part of a grizzled warrior i think mm-hmm and so you've managed to probably, like, turf somebody out of their seat, but in that sort of way where they obligingly give up the seat because, obviously, you're one of the defenders. You must have a seat. <laughs> um, so they do willingly manage to eventually move themselves around so that you can sit like that and start giving this, you know, grand old tale. I'd like you to give me a performance role, please, because I kind of yeah. I kind of imagine you're putting some pizzazz into it. Maybe not in quite the yeah, same more, way more like honest, Percival um, does, but yeah.
3: He's uh, pinched, pinched another one of... Um Percy's cigars because he still hasn't got around to buying his own yet. So he's <laughs> got a cigar in one hand, whiskey glass in the other. Uh, so performance is. Uh, something. Oh, it's only a. Play. right, okay. Uh, that's not bad actually, 16. 16 yeah.
1: okay so not yeah that is super a... brilliant but no but still quite good you have certainly many of the younger um, members of your audience again the boys and girls really are there sort of like listening to you they're kind of they're definitely they're enraptured and you can see they're sort of like they're gasping with you when you sort of make a a last minute catch or a save um but some of the older veterans are sort of like they're they're nodding appreciative i say veterans just older members are kind of like they're yeah. nodding appreciatively and you can see they're sort of like they're maybe taking a tiny pinch of salt with some of the details but they're you know they're appreciating the story regardless of course
3: with everything that happened that night including the the assistance that uh, one of your own uh, merchant princes gave us and also your own harbour master the dragonborn guy uh, i can't remember his ah, name ah zinder hey that's the one nice chap very very nice chap if, even with their help, did he, did he breathe fire? I can't remember actually. No, fireballs, didn't he?
1: Uh, actually, he did breathe fire at one point. No, he did. Uh, he did, and it was
3: yeah. incredible. It was uh, it was an incredible sight to see that. Um, but with all of that, with ourselves, with with your guys, none of it would have been possible without the help of the mighty Thor.
1: You see several eyes sort of, like, light up as you talk about this. Again, you have these kids, essentially, in the palm of your hand with your storytelling. And by the way, I'm saying kids. I mean teenagers, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, mean not, actual not children. children. yeah. Uh, you. No, no, yes. no, fine. I, use, use is the word I'm talking about.
3: <laughs> um, so, what I'm going to do is, at various times during telling the story, uh, I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy for making flames flicker and change colour and little tremors in the ground. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so, sounds and... Uh, at, one, at one point where... Exaggerate the story a little bit with the zombies crashing through the door. I caused the, the actual bar windows to fly open and things like that. So, uh, <laughs> um, oh, and um also, also, I can change the appearance of my eyes for one minute. And when I say we couldn't have done it without the help of the mighty Thor my eyes flicker with lightning
1: (laughs) oh I love this I love this so much okay
3: (laughs) oh they seem to think I'm some kind of god
4: (laughs) I was just going to mention towards where the band is are are there any uh, any torches or is there an open fire anywhere near uh, where Rana's dancing
1: there will be a couple of torches again one of those tricky things with the tavern is I think actual like open lit torches might be a bit dangerous but they're would still, like, be, yeah, there'd be some sort of, like, log fire, probably, like, some sort of chandelier, um... probably a brazier, somewhere near the band, maybe, okay. yeah. But it's kind of, like, it's been sort of pushed as far out
4: of the way as it can possibly be, so people don't set themselves on fire. Rana casts, uh, the control flame cantrip on the fire in the grate. <laughs> God, that's...
1: The Giggly Squid's having a wonderful evening, like, the, the flame suddenly Come just on, shot disco. up in... Uh, um, in, uh well, no, yeah.
4: hold on. And blindness. Rana control flames you can change the colour um, yep. but you can also make flames uh, uh, have the likeness or the rough likeness of the shape of an animal or an animal object that has some basic movement uh, so Rana oh, will make cool. the flames in the grate uh, resemble um, uh, the uh, the dinosaur uh, the Deinonychus that he was and he'll have it almost yeah. like it's poised and then pouncing so the flames are like rolling in the grate but taking the form of a uh, of dinosaur that he was and he'll sort of motion towards <laughs> the flames Give me a uh, performance.
1: I was going to get around to this when we got back to you, Rana, But yeah, give me another. Give me a performance with advantage, because that's that's quite cool. Oh, Not bad. Um, that's sixteen plus one is so
4: seventeen.
1: Seventeen. Very nice. Yeah, the girls with you are the yeah. They're enraptured. Like they Yeah, there's yeah. There is that definite. Just kind of like they they they're loving it. So you're making this pyrotechnic display, and from what I can recall of what you said, you were sort of making a space to dance with these girls and to sort of like dance around with the nuts. Is that the idea?
4: Yes, I think the idea was Rana is attempting to recreate the sort of mildly alcohol. And, you know, it's a combination of, you know, life is tough. Everyone has a life expectancy of 33, so let's yeah. get drunk, take narcotics, and dance in front of the fire. Because <laughs> why not? Live um,
2: fast, okay. die young.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's that sort of yeah. So I think Rana's Rana's trying to recreate, um, uh, and I think any so there'd be minor magics and things will be used for entertainment uh, in the tribe. Yeah. You know, things you know to you know, coloured powders and things to be thrown into the fire to make it you know leap leap and dance and things. So he's just trying to create a, a backdrop. Essentially, and then he's he's okay. just gonna he's gonna sachet it up uh to whatever nice. tune is being played. Uh with the girl shaking shaking his nuts. <laughs> oh Lordy. We, we are mature, we are mature. It's you sure. you you put spherical nuts in a game that are called nuts, <laughs> that emit light when shaken, and they're perfectly suited for the purposes of raving. I don't know what more yep. you expect. I
1: really, I really could not guess. Um, is <laughs> you know, I mean, in fairness, I didn't put them in here. Um, <laughs> they were already part of the game. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not blaming you. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm blaming wizards. This is addressed yeah, to you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you brought this upon I'm yourself. I'm blaming it on the sunshine and on the boogie. Yes. Um, <laughs> you're again. You're perhaps still a little uncomfortable because it isn't. It's not the same as having a, a dance with the tribe in the jungle. Um, but you can start to sort of get that feel back and you can start to again as you I assume you're
4: having drinks Rana or you're not having drinks. I think I don't think Rana's had the chance to have another drink yet. Um I think he probably I mean, drinks. you not are,
2: have people passing him to. No, him, right?
4: I was
1: going to say yeah, drinks are coming in from all quarters like oh, literally. Oh, in uh, which case. If Rana's, you don't if you
4: don't have something in your hand a drink is being passed oh, to you. Rana's Rana's like drunk off his tits then. He's got no <laughs> idea what's going. On. Yeah. yeah. Percival, Uh where are you at the minute?
0: So per- Percival is—he's um, sat at a table, mm-hmm. and he's got his legs crossed, and he's got a cigar, and he's—he's uh, he's just regaling the uh, the crowd with a, a completely uh, more so than I could possibly ever do a, a, a beautifully worded uh, version of the events. Uh, you know, we, we rushed out to the church with nary a concern for our own safety. Siliqui managed to vanquish various zombies with her glorious sunbelts. The Reverend Zibi cracked a massive shatter spell, destroying several hundred thousand zombies. <laughs>
2: Hang on, Cinquey only <laughs> got rid of a couple. Uh, like he did hundreds, thousands.
0: It's Thanks.
2: just getting more and
1: more overblown. That's all. So what I'm hearing here is that essentially we've got a performance off between you two because essentially you and Zibby are doing the same sort of thing in I different guess. corners of the pub. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to remember oh Zibby.
4: What did you? It's it's a dance off throwdown. You need to serve. Oh, so yeah. I was gonna get searched. So, uh <laughs> Zippy, I, can't remember,
1: I can't remember exactly what you got. Wasn't it like a 16 or a 17 you got for your performance? Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, so Percival, Jesus roll my me a performance. My, my performance isn't
0: actually that high. Um, high I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. I've, so I've roll, des- roll me a performance. I've designed let's see. Percival
0: terribly. <laughs> are you doing
1: are you adding any effects to this, by the way? No eleven. So 11. What, are you, what are you thirteen. Um he hasn't
2: he got any effect? flourishes in the same you haven't got the yeah, same thing yeah because it's so. kind of
1: yeah because it's unfortunately because because uh, I think I can't remember Zibi did I give you advantage because of your no uh, um, stuff? I didn't oh okay yeah I suppose re-roll to see if you get much higher uh, than the 16 uh,
2: not you
1: but, um, yeah no sorry not you because Percival you don't actually have the ability to make <laughs> these flourishes at the right moment um
3: <laughs> You just have a moustache and
2: a, and poses. You don't actually
0: have Hold on, magic. hold on. <laughs> uh, the
3: performance is uh, plus one. Uh, Fifteen.
1: So, no, one, so less. one less. Yeah, so the sixteen stands. But uh, sorry, uh, Percival, you were saying there? Um, I was thinking that I might uh, pull my sword out and
0: flourish it. in in the way that uh, Percival does and like there there are these certain points where he's talking and he jumps up onto the bar and he's kind of talking about running through two incredibly huge ogres and uh, there's just this certain point where you hear this little click.
2: Can Cillique hear him at that point, by the way?
1: Uh, To be honest with that perception, no. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got one, didn't you? Yeah. She
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> did. <on, yeah>. Nope. <laughs> so
0: so he's he's kind of dancing on the table and, and there's this certain point where you just kind of get this this green flame that bursts from his sword and he kind of flutters it around in the end, you kinda of get that like <laughs> kind of sound of flame going through the air. And and then he sheaths it and then bows.
1: How how kind of I feeling yeah go on have have uh take it take advantage for the masterful swordsmanship it's going to be terrible <laughs> probably so it may it may yes. not help you in the slightest Eight. yep yeah
4: no <laughs> uh, nope. you slip on
1: the bar and not a natural despite one your, despite you actually your smash a
2: few light bulbs and you'll cut you know like knock a few lights off and- <laughs>
1: despite your efforts uh percival from your elevated position on the table you can tell that you don't have as much of the crowd listening to you as are in the corner where you think Zippy is you're not entirely sure again because the crowd's pressing around so much you can't actually see him but there's just there's a larger clump of people in one corner and you're just kind of like oh it's you could be over here listening to me uh but regardless you still do an admiral job of the of the telling and people are the people that are listening to you you know certainly you know clap and gasp. Belong with your story, yeah, but yes, in the competition between the two of you, I think that that goes You've to Zibby.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> you have Zibby mic dropped, yes,
2: yeah, no. Zibby totally might dropped at you.
1: Damn, okay, <laughs> the night continues on. Um, oh, and does silly Queen
2: not get a second round?
1: <laughs> you want a second round? Yes. Uh, defense you want, Do you want a second round? Go all right, she okay. does,
2: yeah, <laughs> she wants to leave the boys, like the guys are uh, just all over her, she wanted to leave them to try and go okay. and actually find people like she's, um, it's lovely speaking to you all but I must really go and find my friends
1: give me a dexterity saving throw please oh god dexterity saving. yeah because in effect you're trying to get away from them, trying to slip oh. through the crowd
2: 9
1: and dexterity saving throw so plus 5 Woo! so 14 ok yep, yeah. there's definitely a couple that trail after you But you do manage to detach yourself from the group you are currently being mobbed by and are able to start making your way through. But as I say, there's there's one or two that are clearly a a bit more persistent and are sort of following you around, including one boy with red curly hair and sort of freckles on his face, clearly looking quite hopeful that he he might catch your attention. (laughs) And uh, another slightly older man, which is slightly more concerning that he's following you around the pub. You do manage to make your way out, so which way are you going to go? Who who are you going to try and find?
2: Probably because Zibi and Rana are quite close together, aren't they?
1: Um, So, the way I sort of picture it, I think the Zibby and Percival are often two different corners on one side. Uh, Siloquia, I kind of assumed, was near the bar. Sort of maybe sat on like a bar a bar stool with people around her.
2: But if she was near the bar, then she would have seen um, Percival because he got up on the bar and started regaling Again, the story. Again, yeah, it, it?
1: it was with that perception from earlier. Oh, you so he could maybe have been stood behind was...
2: me and yeah. I had no idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, it's that perception role was just so bad. What
2: just hit me in the head? I'm sure yeah. I just felt something kick me in the head. I'm sure of it. I don't know. Yep. <laughs>
1: With everything else going on, you just you completely miss uh, Percival standing head and shoulders above the crowd, uh, doing his his, uh, his sword twirling.
2: Okay, so if Percival's at the bar, and Zibby's at one end of the room, um, is Rana at the same end of the room as Zibby, or is he at the other end?
1: No, I think because Zibby is Zibby and Percival are trying to tell stories. They've probably moved to the other side of the room from the bar, so that they can actually be heard over the music. Is that fair to say for you guys? Is that probably like a good logic?
3: Yeah, more or less. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so I think
1: so. So I think Rana is across the room from where Percival and Zibby are, basically. But again, you don't necessarily know that that's the way round. It is. That's the that's the tricky thing. Is you can either you can go towards the band or you can go towards the other side. Do you
2: know what? What if I throw something like a D six and one and two. Is one person, two, three, and four is one person, and five or six is the other, and that's what direction I go in, whatever I throw. Because yeah. um, if, if I don't know where they are, what know, are you going to yeah. do
1: then? So you roll it, but I'll determine what that means.
2: Okay, so one.
1: Okay, so you are making your way over towards the bards, and eventually you make your way over to uh, the area that Rana seems to have cleared, where he's sort of dancing about, and you see him, he's dancing with, you know, predominantly women it seems, a couple of whom do seem to have taken out the nuts you recognise from Camp Vengeance. Uh, and seem to be the cause of these sort of little flashes of light that you can see coming out from this area. Are you going to join in with the dancing soliloquy or are you just going to kind of like observe or, or what it is? It's just going to do doing? that
2: thing, you know, like if you're in a club or, you know, back in the days long ago when they used to ever go to a club. Like, say if you see a mate and you want to go talk to your mate on the dance floor, even if you're not really going on the dance floor to dance, you know, you sort of do the basic little bit of dance just to shift sort of of you shifty on up to them just so you can talk to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's doing a little shuffle type thing to go up to Rana so she can talk to him Like she's not busting out the moves but she's still siding up to him as
1: you make your way over to Rana it's a little hard to tell because you don't actually know how well exactly Rana dances anyway um, <laughs> but he definitely appears quite drunk uh, Rana, what's, what's, your, what's your reaction to spotting Silipi coming towards you while you're high off your face I say high <laughs> off your face
4: uh, just drunk um, I think Rana would I think Rana would wave because like i, I d I'm not sure he'd, he'd know what else to do. I think he'd sort <laughs> of
2: Is Silicon not quite close to him? Is he like waving really close to her?
4: Yeah, <laughs> I think like... he'd probably just waving like close to you, yeah. Yeah, like like in the face. Um, like <laughs> hand in front of the face like and then uh and then Rana's got a sort of like uh, sort of like gesture like grandly at the room, you know, like a sweeping gesture uh, with both hands, look, girls, <laughs> and then we'll just, and then we'll sort of, sort of dance, sort of in a sort of like a shimmying circle, and then dance sort of back in t- towards uh, towards the two or three girls that are dancing with him, um, mm-hmm. uh, just cause he's, he's not used to being the centre of attention, so he assumes it's a good he likes thing, it. well he assumes yep. it's a good thing, um, okay. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's pretty wasted at this point. Um, so he's just... He's on onto, onto a good thing, as far as he can tell. Uh, like, everything he'd observed in the past is that, like, what's happening to him now looked like, when it happened to other people, what they thought that was a good thing. So it's probably a good mm. thing. Uh,
2: so the queen at this point, she's grieving and she slightly sort of does a turn where... Not not being rude to the girls, by any means, so she's not coming across rude or anything, but slightly kind of turning her back to him so she can... Basically, so she could sort of say something to Rana whilst while sp- almost spinning. You know, like, so when the girls aren't necessarily here in the city. If you need any help, let me know. Um, with the girls. And then it carries on. Right, you know, it's spinning it's like, yeah, I'm dancing. am yeah. Oh,
1: okay. That wasn't a prolonged, you were trying to like edge them out of the circle or anything like that because no, I, no. Was, I was about to roll for starting a cat fight.
2: Um, <laughs> 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 no, she wouldn't take girls off of no, no. Rana. No, she's just more like, <laughs> yeah. can you need me <laughs> she, yeah. she doesn't want the girls to hear her say that because that would look a bit sad, you know? So uh, yeah. <laughs> she's trying to be cool. Wingman is what she's trying to be. Mm-hmm.
4: Rana um, yeah. glances, uh, glances around and says, there are only three. I think I'll be fine. Uh, not, good man. He, he, doesn't, um. he, doesn't, he doesn't really understand what she's talking about. Uh, he just right. sort of, he assumes it's in some confrontational way. He's like, there's only three
2: of them. Uh, I can deal yep. with three. Yep, that um, makes perfect sense. So we says, well, good luck then. Um, do you know where Zibby is?
1: Uh, I'm going to say Rana probably does not know where Zibi is. But no, I just, yeah, straight up. No, you've no idea where Zibby is.
2: Lala, I'll see you in a bit. I'm gonna go and look and see if I can find Zibby or Percy, and then she sort of almost moonwalks back off, but back off the dot. <laughs> oh, Rana's potentially pulled. What's he doing? I mean, Rana has potentially <laughs> the pulled. Ladies, yeah. I don't
4: think. Um, I think. I think Rana's like Rana's like a cat that catches the squirrel, but never thought it would. And then realizes it's mm. called a squirrel. And doesn't know
3: what to do with it. And don't, doesn't have any do idea? I- doesn't,
4: <laughs> doesn't have any idea what to do with it. And so just stares at it for a minute and then lets it go. With a vague feeling that with a vague feeling that it's done something wrong, but doesn't really know what that is. <laughs> uh of okay. Nui. So, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly like the Inui Caster uh, mm. um, so, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's what
1: Rana would do. So say so say if one of the girls was particularly persistent, like maybe the other girls kind of realized that you're not particularly interested, if one of the girls was particularly interested, mm-hmm. would you uh, potentially be interested in spending the night in the same room? Or would you just kind of still just kind of just be like, just completely oh, no, no, oblivious to what's going Rana, on? No, no,
4: I Rana, Rana, you know, he's not, you know, he he's... He, he's, not, he's not, not beholden to anybody or no no like he's not beholden to anyone but he's not he's not completely ignorant of you know the biology you know he can turn into animals and he witnesses various things um uh but i think obviously he's just, he's just a bit um <laughs> yeah he, he's just a bit feckless. so i think it's, it's more the case of i think sort of because he's a bit drunk like if she sort of grabbed him, imagine... and dragged him upstairs he'd probably just he'd probably just totter along afterwards like a lost puppy because i don't think he'd have it basically idea.
2: if they were forward and guided him he probably would but don't, otherwise yeah i don't think yeah. have, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much so so i did i did roll and one of the girls is like that. So I think yeah. Brianna, you sort of get dragged <laughs> off by one of these girls yeah, for a night of adventure. Um, adventure. adventure. Uh, <laughs> Zibby, uh, is there anything more you kind of want to do with your adoring fans that you've got there? Any particular flourishes you want to finish off with
3: or anything like that? Um, no, I think, uh, well, apart from uh, just making sure that they understand that, um, nobody none of uh none of it would have been possible without uh, Thor you know making quite sure about that so
1: of course <laughs>
3: thank you legs yep you can again you can see you can see again that sort of
1: that message has has been given whether or not it's been understood uh is perhaps another is another matter i'm not sure are you trying to convert people to thor here basically or you're just necessarily yeah.
3: but um you're just spreading the good word just spreading the good word and uh, obviously um people should be aware that
2: uh, well, all Thor, that is, are that Thor, Thor is around how like, like helpful yeah. help Thor was and his amazingness of leaving the hammer 20 foot behind you constantly and, yeah.
3: <laughs> he leaves that bit out yeah. he leaves that bit out
2: <laughs> 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 Thor, 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 was
3: just, uh, Thor was just reminding me that uh, I don't always need his help um,
1: <laughs> sometimes patience is a virtue absolutely <laughs> um, uh, so Silico, you're kind of making your way back over there to presumably witness one of them telling their stories. Yeah. So I think you, uh, Percival, are you going to sort of keep telling stories, or are you kind of like wrap it up, like sit Zibby and head on up. Um, I I
0: would say that towards the the end of the night, you wouldn't find Percival um <laughs> around in the bar no like kind of h- hidden things or anything like that it, if if somebody did kind of have a little wander about they might find him uh, just outside on his own uh, just like kind of looking up at the sky and smoking a cigar
1: nice
0: nice. CB wanders
3: out you? and stands next to him
1: so uh, s- sorry just to cut back to what Silico is doing roll a d4 for me Silico. Oh,
2: oh I'm trying to get past Very the door clear. Oh, it, sorry uh, what's that
1: two you're very muffled too.
2: sorry that's because I have a dog against my microphone
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you manage to you manage to see just like the tail end of Percival's story as he's literally he's wrapping up the last of his tail you basically see him get down off of his table and head on outside he doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily spot you but you do at least see him doing that uh, do you yeah. want to follow him or do you want to is there yeah. anything else you want to do so
2: the queer I walk out okay thanks
1: so you guys just go out and I presume it's to be you
3: partaking in a cigar as well yeah um, yeah Stand stand outside uh, get some fresh air before going to bed uh, just a quiet companionly companionly
2: so queen says to Percival I don't I don't smoke very often and I don't want a whole one but can I yeah. have a couple of goes <laughs> on your one
0: of course and he just passes it over
2: oh thank you she, the first puff obviously she coughs <laughs> the second puff she's fine
1: don't really inhale you know a few people, as they pass you, you know, sort of as they're stumbling out of the giggling squid, starting to head back to their own places, waving to you guys, and, you know, again, a few people come and slap you on the back or pat your shoulders as they as they go past. It's clearly, you, you've made a name for yourselves here in Portney and Zaro. It's almost like a sort of a vague afterthought, as you just kind of think, I wonder where Rana got to. Um. Didn't,
2: didn't silicree see him, though, because she... Next yeah, Siliqui. Yes,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, saw him with that, but you didn't necessarily see where he got to exactly. When you go back into the giggling squid, there's just there's no sign of Rana anymore.
2: Rana seems to have struck the attention of quite a few of the girls. He was dancing with a few. Uh, it was quite sweet to see. Really, good man. Gonna know where he is now. <laughs> as you
1: move on off to bed, the party winds down. The latest revellers, you know, start to actually settle down. You head back to your rooms, and from what I remember. Zibby, you i think have your own room uh yes i think you each have your own room is that the way you've got it set up at the minute or
2: siliqui was sharing with rana i think but, yeah um, did you i, d- I uh, kind of just Rana's left pulled. them as they are yeah so... so he's not
1: in that room at the moment um
2: Oh, has is he, is he got a different room? I didn't know if he was taking her, yeah. she'd taken him to our room, and then it'd be really awkward for me. Uh. She just, yeah, she's not,
1: she yeah, no, she, she and Rana are not in that room. Um, That's I kind okay of then. imagine there's maybe like Rana's stuff just very hastily shoved in that room. I don't yeah. know, Rana, would you have had the foresight to do that? Actually, no, you're probably not when you're drunk, but.
4: No, no, Rana.
2: Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of stuff anyway, it's a few pouches and bits, isn't it? Pretty
4: I? much all of Rana's stuff would just be on Rana. Yeah. On Rana on the floor or in depending on how the evening went on the girl <laughs> <laughs> as you all
1: make your way to sleep you'll sort of lie back in bed perhaps as you're drifting off all of you sort of contemplate vaguely just what a long day it's been and you'll drift off into your sleep asleep that is actually quite restless and now we come to the part that I'm a little bit excited for and needs a little bit of explanation. Some of you this evening are visited by bad dreams and I'm not going to say out loud what those dreams are. However, I have talked with you, John, before about having this sort of (gasps) setup. Yeah, Yeah. where essentially what I'm gonna do is, for those of you that are having dreams, I will make those dreams visible um, within your own little journal uh, journal folder bits. Ooh,
4: um, so each of exciting. you
1: that have a dream can read that dream. It's written for you for your eyes. Mm. This, you know uh, this is this will just what you see and this way if you guys don't want to talk about the dreams or do want to talk about the dreams, that's completely up it's to up you. To them,
2: then. And then we're not metagaming at all then which is cool.
1: Exactly. But we get it for podcast so all of you guys we get can it. hear it. <laughs> exactly. So you guys have kind of got... You've got the plan for the next day. Um, you've got a meeting with the Kene. You've been introduced to Volo. Um, and you've had yourselves a little party. Which I think you thoroughly deserve after the uh, after the fight in the throat. <laughs> Again, this is sort of part of the whole... Um, uh, part of the whole... Uh, what's, what's the word I'm trying to say? Notes of renown? Notes of renown. That's the word. I, that's the one I had set up for you. People are clearly getting a celebration on and celebrating the fact that you guys are now something of a something of a public figure group for portney and zaro because you have yeah as you say you've done something of renown so you know people will be talking about you and celebrating who you guys are
3: we're kind of we're kind of a big deal
1: you are kind of a big deal (laughs) i really hope i have got this right and nobody accidentally reads a dream they're not supposed to i'm pretty sure i have (laughs) But yeah, if you want to take a moment to read that just now before you before signing off. I mean this this uh, dream you've given Percival's very racy.
3: That's yes. <laughs> <laughs>